This is Michael Popak, Legal AF. Did anybody really think that Donald Trump was going to present any part of his closing argument at the $370 million civil fraud case tomorrow in New York before Judge Angoron? No. And now Judge Angoron, in a series of email exchanges with Chris Keist, the lawyer for Donald Trump, has completely shut the door to that charade and called out Donald Trump for what he is, which is a coward. Now, let me remind you, before we get into Donald Trump presenting his own closing argument, has been rejected by the judge, which I guess is a headline somewhere. Let me tell you how we got here. First of all, to remind you that in 11 weeks of the trial, Donald Trump had an opportunity to swear under oath, take the stand and testify on his behalf in his case as the defendant in the case and refused to do it. Came up with all sorts of excuses after threatening to testify, never testified under oath because he doesn't want to do anything under oath. He wants to do it on the courthouse steps. He wants to do it at press conferences. He wants to do it you know, for maximum impact with little or no uh, responsibility. And so he wants to give the closing argument because that's argument. That's generally reserved almost always exclusively for lawyers who, yes, can refer to the evidence, but they get away with a lot in argument. It's not under oath. It's lawyer argument. And Donald Trump wants to use the lawyer argument vehicle to attack the New York attorney general, attack the judge, attack the principal law clerk, attack the evidence, and just do a, a campaign rally. And the judge wasn't having any of it. How did we even get here? And why are we first hearing about it? Well, it started pretty innocently, as most things do, with a series of emails. It was started by the principal law clerk, just doing her job working for Judge Angoron right after the holidays, letting everybody know that the courtroom that they had used before was currently being used by the New York Attorney General for a case against the NRA and that it had been arranged a little bit differently and talking about closing arguments, how long people needed, who was going to be arguing, and just simple logistical things like that. So it starts with a January 3rd email at 11.57 asking uh, on behalf of Judge Engoron, who's Engoron, who's going to be uh, speaking for each side and how much time do you need and things like that. That's how innocently it started. And the New York Attorney General properly responds with, well, we think we need an hour and it's probably going to be either Mr. Wallace or Mr. Amer who's going to give the closing. And then we get the email in from Chris Keist. Now listen to this one. We're going to put it up on the screen too. Now, as background, besides, you have to know this, two things from a context. One, Donald Trump never testified except in cross-examination when he was called, dragged to the stand by the New York Attorney General. But he never testified on his own behalf, in his own case in chief, along with his own client, uh, his own lawyers. Never. And you also need to know that the principal law clerk is that same person who had been bashed mercilessly day in and day out by Alina Haba and Chris Keis and Donald Trump, to which Donald Trump is subject to a gag order. But you have to correspond with the principal law clerk because she or he is the one that handles things like administration and logistics. So we get, we get back a uh, an email from Chris Keis, the lawyer from Donald Trump, to um, the principal law clerk. And I want to read it to you. Ready? Here we go. Ms. Greenfield. Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah, when you mercilessly bash somebody, call them unprofessional, say that they're on the take, say that they're co-judging a case, saying that they're a hack, saying that they're the girlfriend of Chuck Schumer, you lead off with Happy New Year. At this time, then he starts off normally. Oh, we need about two hours, two hours and 15 minutes for our closing. It'll be some combination of me and maybe Alina Haba. And then he drops the bombshell in there uh, without any warning. 
Additionally, and this is all in lower case, like he's E.E. E. Cummings, the poet. Additionally, President Trump plans to present argument at closing as well, as if this is a normal thing. It doesn't need court permission or research done in advance. President Trump plans to present argument at the closing as well, but we anticipate that such arguments will be completed within the same time period. To which Andrew Amer, for the, who's the special counsel for the New York Attorney General's office, whips out a response in record time, citing research that says no effing way without at least the judge exercising discretion to make sure this isn't a further cir circus. Citing law that says in almost every state, if you have a lawyer representing you, unless you fire that lawyer, you have to defer to that lawyer to handle court procedure and court process and give openings and closings and handle witnesses. You can't throw them aside and say, oh, I don't like Alina Hobbit today. I don't like Chris Geist today. I'm going to do the cross-examination myself. That's not how it works. Now, the judge has discretion with limitations and conditions to allow such a bizarre thing to happen. Cold turkey may be great on sandwiches, but there's a better way to break your bad habits. We're not talking about some weird mind voodoo from your crazy neighbor. We're talking about our sponsor, Fume, and they look at the problem in a different way. Not everything in a bad habit is wrong. So instead of a drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device that does just that. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do, which is helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking your habit. First time I tried fume, it was way more flavorful than imagined and feels very fresh. The fume was well-weighted, perfectly balanced, and extremely fun to fidget with. You gotta try the new Solano Fume. It's made with a premium walnut barrel and an onyx-coated mouthpiece that has a slightly softer finish. Start the year off right with The Good Habit by going to tryfume.com slash legalaf and getting the journey packed today. Fume is giving listeners of the show 10% off when they use my code legalaf to help make starting The Good Habit that much easier. And we've got Judge Angoron, who immediately responds on the 9th of, um, on the 9th of, uh, sorry, he immediately responds on the 5th last Friday, Judge Angoron to Chris Kais and everybody involved. Dear counselors, in the email to which this email responds, Mr. Keist announced that defendant Donald J. Trump plans to present argument at closing. And then he cites a law in New York that says you can't do that if you're represented by counsel. Thus, whether he may present a closing argument is completely at my discretion as judge. But he goes on to, to be a little bit in favor of Donald Trump here. He says, I'm inclined, this is Judge Angoron, to let everyone have his or her say. Moreover, the more reasoned analysis I receive, the better I will be able to decide the case correctly, setting the trap for Donald Trump to give his own closing. Therefore, Mr. Trump is the person with by far the most at stake in this enforcement action. Thus, in my sole discretion, I will consent to let Mr. Trump make a closing argument, if and only if, through counsel, by the 9th of January, and by himself, personally, on the record, 
Just before he speaks, Trump agrees to limit his subjects to what is permissible in a counselor's closing argument. That is commentary on the relevant material facts that are in evidence and application of the relevant law to those facts. He can't introduce new evidence. He can't testify. He may not comment on irrelevant matters about my about my staff or the staff of the New York Attorney General, none of which is relevant to the case. If Mr. Trump violates any of these rules, I'll cut him off in mid-sentence and admonish him. If he continues to violate the rules, I will end his closing argument and prevent him from making any further statements. If he violates the gag order against him, I will immediately direct officers to remove him from the courtroom and fine him not less than $50,000. He'll be bound, gagged, and dragged. Finally, Trump must state on the record before he begins to speak that he understands without exception um, that collectively he only has a certain amount of time to speak. And when that time is over, his lawyers won't be able to speak either. Um, Mr. Kice, please respond. Justice and Goron. And there is a response from Chris Kice soon thereafter. Chris Kice writes back on Tuesday, four days later, Justice and Goron, not your honor, Justice and Goron, thank you for your response. First, I agree that at a non jury trial, your inclination to let everyone speak is the best approach. However, he goes on, Trump cannot agree nor would I recommend him do so to the proposed preconditions and prior restraints. They want an unplugged Donald Trump to be able to give his closing argument. Further, so then there's a little bit of politicking and campaigning for Donald Trump about how they're going after him professionally and personally. He's responsible for economic growth and job growth. And then it ends with, while I noted that I agree with your stated conclusion that the best and fairest approach is to allow President Trump to make a statement, he cannot agree to the proposed limitations and prior restraints. The existing gag order remains, but there should otherwise not be any further prior restraints on any statements of his at closing. Please advise as to whether you will permit President Trump to speak at closing without the proposed limitations. Thank you. Respectfully, Chris. Then right on top of that, later that same night, Chris Kice informs Judge Angoron that Donald Trump's mother-in-law, Melania's mother, passed away and asked to have an extension on the closing argument so that he may attend and participate in the court proceedings. And the judge says, I'm sorry to hear the sad news. The request to postpone tomorrow's closing arguments is denied. Uh, I think he means Thursday. I'm sure you realize, although you may not realize to what extent, every appearance of Mr. Trump requires court officers, court clerks, administrators, security details to rearrange their schedules. The administration even had to evict another jury trial. Of course, I'm also anxious to hear a full day of closing statements as I consider the case as a whole. On balance, going forward makes the most sense. Please tell Mr. Trump I am sorry. I still hope to hear from you by 11 a.m. this morning as to whether all of this is even an issue. In other words, Angoron calling out Trump about whether he's really planning to give the closing or not. And Kais responds um, later, that same, later that same morning, actually later this morning, on Wednesday, the, uh, on Wednesday 11.40 a.m., Justice Angoron, this is very unfair, Your Honor, 
You're not allowing President Trump, who has been wrongfully demeaned and belittled by an out-of-control, politically motivated attorney general, to speak about the things that must be spoken about. That looks like that was written by Trump and not by Kais. And then uh, to which this uh, later this morning, uh, Angoron, the judge, responds, Dear Mr. Kais, I won't debate this again. Take it or leave it, now or never. You have until noon, seven minutes from now. I will not grant any further extensions to the uh, further extensions to know if Trump, under those conditions, is willing to give his closing argument. And then, right on time at twelve twelve this afternoon, Judge Angoron gave his final word on the matter. Dear Mr. Kice, not having heard from you by the third extended deadline noon today, I assume that Mr. Trump will not agree to the reasonable lawful limits I have imposed as a precondition to him giving a closing statement above and beyond those given by his attorneys, and he will not be speaking in court tomorrow. This email chain will now be filed to protect your client's appellate rights. So there you have it. You have the headline, which is Trump throws in last week that he wants to give part of his own closing. You have the judge calling his bluff and saying, you want to give your own closing? It's under these preconditions, since you're not sworn. The alternative he could have said is, I swear you in while you give your closing argument, so whatever you say is under oath. That would have been another attempt, another uh, limit I would have probably placed on it, but the judge did the right thing and said, you got to not you got to stay on track. You got to stay on evidence. You got to stay on facts. You can't attack people and you can't attack my staff. And if you don't, you're going to be removed from the courtroom and you're going to be fined $50,000. That was the headline. Trump's lawyers set, you know, trying to like set up. They never really wanted Trump to testify, set it up to look like Angoron was the bad guy. But Angoron, the judge, came out and said, I'd like to hear from Donald Trump. He seems to have a lot in stake at this. You're right, Mr. Kais, but under these preconditions. Kais then balked along with Trump at setting any preconditions, just wanted him to Donald Trump unhinged and un, and unplugged to just give his closing. And then, of course, tried to use the excuse of Melania's mother passing away to delay things outright. And the judge said, I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry about the loss. But we're going forward tomorrow as scheduled with the closing argument. And uh, so now I think where we are at this moment is Donald Trump and his bluff have been called by Judge Angoron. Donald Trump may or may not even attend the hearing now, which is solely for the purpose of giving closing argument on top of the 11 weeks of trial and 20 trial witnesses or 40 trial witnesses and thousands of pages of exhibits that the judge is already considering. And then following that closing argument that'll last a day, sometime later this much month, Judge Angoron is going to decide if he agrees with the New York Attorney General sanctions Donald Trump and all those entities $370 million or more. He's not limited by that. He can go higher. Of course, he can go lower too. And if he's going to put Donald Trump out of the real estate borrowing and other New York business for life, because that's what's up for grabs in the remaining counts. Remember, or if you don't know, I'll tell you straight, Judge Angoron has already found persistent fraud twice in this case. He set up a financial monitor. It's been in place for a year and a half. And he found in October before the trial started uh, on behalf, he found in favor of the New York Attorney General on summary judgment that there was persistent fraud already being perpetrated by the Trump Organization for a at least a 10-year period of time. We'll follow what happens tomorrow only on the Midas Touch Network and on Legal AF. Follow us on Legal AF tonight at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. 
We'll report anything that comes up new in the case. And we do Legal AF, our long format podcast, Wednesdays and Saturdays, 8 p.m. Eastern time. So until my next hot take and until my next Legal AF, this is Michael Popak reporting. Thanks so much for watching. We're only a few subscribers short of 2 million subs. Please subscribe right now to the Midas Touch YouTube channel for free and help us grow this unapologetically pro-democracy network.